This is Dame Lillard. Hope you are enjoying the views here at Section 113 with Travis Demers. Welcome into the Section 113 podcast as the Trailblazers open up a four-game homestand tonight with the Denver Nuggets. Travis Demers here with you. And again, the reason we call it the Section 113 podcast, if you're just joining us for the first time, our broadcast position for home games is in Section 113. So there you go. If you ever tried to find us, that's where to find us. You can find me, my broadcast partner, Michael Holton, and of course, our new studio host, Mike Lynch, and he joins us now here for the first time in the Section 113 podcast. Mike, you and I worked together a long, long time ago. We're having the opportunity to do it again. I'm fired up. How is the first couple of weeks as uh, a member of the Trailblazers broadcasting crew been for you? Uh, it's lived up to all the expectations, that's for sure, so far. It's been uh, a fantastic ride early in the season through the preseason and now these first few games. The 3-0 start's been a ton of fun. That home game against the Suns was eye-opening, and I'm super jazzed up to be back at home tonight to play the Nuggets and, and kind of get that energy again. It was almost addictive. It was like, ooh, we're in the arena, and everyone's fired up, and it's a close game, and I was like, I can't wait to be back here in a couple of days. It's, it's been awesome so far, for sure. Yeah, so with that, I mean, look, we, we, we all have been on social media. Uh, we all have you know talked to people. We've all been uh, hearing... Uh, frustration, I guess, from fans in the offseason, the way that last season ended. And some fans are going to be uh, glass half full, glass completely full no matter what, right? But then you have right. that other section of people who are just they, – they want to see a championship and, and nothing else, and anything that falls short of that isn't good enough. And there was a lot of pessimism about this team. I, I, I know we're three games in, but I have to imagine that what we've seen so far has quieted some of those doubters. I would hope so. I mean, I, I would not put myself in that same boat as those doubters, but in terms of just how they've played, I would hope that it would prove to them that this is going to be a different style team because what we've seen in the first three games is something we haven't seen in a very long time from the Blazers, and that's defense and speed. And that, that was not the Terry Stotts style. I mean, he, he had a lot of isolation. He had a lot of three-point shots, and, and it worked, obviously. I mean, they made the Western Conference Finals, made the playoffs every year he was here, or almost every year he was here. But it's just a different style that I think matches the current style of winning in the NBA better. Because in the last few games, actually technically in all three games, although more so in the last two games, the Lakers and the Suns took a lead and held it for an extended period of time. Yeah. But yet it didn't matter. And that was because of the defense of the Blazers keeping them in it because the lead didn't grow past that you know, 10-ish point mark for either game. And we just haven't seen a Blazers team defensively be able to keep themselves in the game like that. They had to shoot themselves back into games, and now they don't have to do that anymore. Right. So so with that, we've seen Chauncey Billups, you know, obviously personnel matters, right? So we've seen Chauncey Billups go with a, a variety of different lineups. And one thing we saw down the stretch yesterday, and I'm sure part of it was because Anthony Simons had five fouls, but he took Anthony Simons out, brought in Justice Winslow to play small forward, slid Josh Hart up to the two guard, and along with Yusuf Nurkic, Jeremy Grant, and Damian Lillard. And that's that's also been the first substitution he makes in the first and third quarters. So when you see that lineup, Justice Winslow is not the prolific offensive player that Anthony Simons can be, but that's a very athletic, versatile defensive group. It is. And I think also what we've seen these first few games is a willingness of Chauncey Billups to say, hey, you're not playing well tonight. 
I'm going to take you off the floor. Yeah. Because yesterday that was Ant. Ant wasn't shooting the ball well. Uh, the first few games he really got it going in the second half, but he just wasn't seeing the shot go through the hoop yesterday. And it was a moment of, look, I love you. You're going to be a huge part of this team. But tonight you've got five fouls. You're not yeah. hitting shots. I got to take you out. He did it with Nurk uh, in the first game of the season because the Kings were playing such a small ball lineup sure. that he just wasn't fitting out there stylistically with the Kings. And he went and, and Chauncey went small ball. I, I love that very early in the season, he's making that determination and saying, guys, look, if, if, if this isn't working, I am changing it in the game. You know, those those vaunted in-game adjustments we always wanted to see. Well, we're seeing them now. So the Blazers are 3-0 and for the first time in 11 years. They're trying to go 4-0 and against Denver tonight. That's going to be tough, obviously. We'll get in Denver here in just a minute. But uh, there, were, there were some questions about Damian Lillard. I, I didn't have any, and I've been talking about it all summer and, you know, since he had the surgery. I don't, I don't want to be one of the opponents that he plays early in the year because he wants to show everybody that he's back. And he certainly has done that. And if, he's, if he did what he did over the last few years with that injury and that amount of pain, what is he going to do when he's completely healthy? We're seeing that early here through three games. Yeah, I always thought that was a little bit short-sighted because we're in kind of a different era of athlete. I mean, guys yeah. are playing older than they ever have before. So being 31 and 32, you know, where Dame is now is no longer the beginning of the end necessarily. Obviously, it's different for every single player, but that's still prime NBA player. I mean, look at how long LeBron was in his prime. And I know that's an that's a extreme example and a very, you know, a unique example, but yeah. LeBron only in the last two years has started to show any sort of age at all, and that's not always been on him. Sometimes his team just hasn't been built well around him. I was shocked that people were writing Dame off. It's like, well, he had the surgery, and he's 32. So he had the surgery, and he says he has no pain. So if he has no pain and through the surgery was playing like a, a first-team All-NBA player, why wouldn't he come back from that even better? It just felt very short-sighted and maybe a little bit like old-school timeline injury thing with with athletes as opposed to kind of how where we are now sure i mean you're seeing tom brady play into his 40s although not very well anymore i mean guys can go for for much longer than they used to yeah and that's what we've seen from dame and you know we've heard about this window right well how long is the window for dame is it two years is it five years i don't know is is this contract what's this contract going to look like by the time that it's over you know I'm, i'm more looking at the at the here and now right and the, the way the preseason was, throw it out, because that, that wasn't the preseason. Dame in the first game of the regular season, maybe just getting his feet wet. But the way that all these pieces are fitting together, Jeremy Grant, Josh Hart has been unbelievable. Like This is, this is a brand of basketball that I, I can't remember seeing in a long, long time. No, and it's fun. It's fun to watch. And I, and I think what I've realized in these first few games is that it's more fun than what I thought was fun the last few years. Right. Like right. I, I had an idea of what I thought was fun with Blazer basketball because we had seen the same system for so long. And, and now we're watching this in every single possession. I am wrapped up in it more so than I ever have been because of just the amount of energy they're putting into it. Every possession. I mean, the, I don't really know how else to put it other than, Every single time down the floor, defensively especially, is kind of where I'm getting most excited, is it's active defense and they're taking tough shots. And there's been a couple of miscommunications and breakdowns. I mean, last night LeBron had the easy dunk that tied the game with, what was it, like seven seconds left. Yeah. Um, But, you know, that's going to happen early in the season, especially with a bunch of new players. But the fact that early in the season we haven't seen too many issues like that it's just every time down the floor, that defensive intensity is just, it sucks you in. 
it makes you want to be like part of that that grind that they're playing with. Yeah, completely. So now we look ahead to this four-game homestand, and it starts tonight with Denver. Um, look, Denver lost their opener. They didn't look good against Utah. Utah's a surprising 3-0. and Maybe Danny Ainge has, has put a team together. He he didn't think he was going to put together, but they're, they're looking good early on. But in the last two games, Jokic is Jokic, right? You know what, what you're going to get from him. Jamal Murray He's is... He's had two triple-doubles already. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Jokic is he's just awesome. There's a reason why he's won the last two MVPs. Jamal Murray is still getting his feet whipped, but you look at some of the other players. You know, Michael Porter Jr. is shooting 50% from three. Um, they're, they're shooting the three at a very high clip. We haven't seen teams take a ton of threes against the Blazers yet, but I would imagine we'll see that a bit tonight. Yeah, I think so. I think this is going to be a really interesting matchup, and I think it's actually a good time to get Denver early in the season because Jamal Murray didn't even play in the second game as they're managing him back from his torn ACL. Uh, I imagine he'll play tonight, but even stuff I was reading about the Nuggets this morning was saying that he's not fully back to Jamal Murray yet. And then you mentioned Michael Porter, too. He's also coming back off of, you know, another year lost due to his back. And yeah, he shot the ball really well, but he's still getting his legs under him too. So yeah, Jokic is Jokic. He's going to be really, really good. Although Nurk always steps up defensively in these games against Jokic uh, because of their time together in Denver, but you know, he'll get his, it's going to be, can the Blazers defense hold up against a team full, full of shooters, which they haven't really dealt with so far Sure. because Catavius Caldwell Pope came in in that wizards trade and he hit six threes the other night. Yep. Uh, so they got guys who can shoot it and, and that's going to be interesting to see for sure. You know, we, we've seen the Blazers turn the ball over a lot, a lot in the first few games or mm-hmm. 27th tied with the Clippers for the third most turnovers in the NBA. The team right now that's turning the ball over more than anybody else in the NBA is the Denver Nuggets, and the Blazers Ooh, are forcing turnovers. It, it is. So, again, it, it's early. There's only three games played, but that can be something that, while the Blazers yesterday turned the ball over a ton, they, they were able to score a lot on, on turnovers. That's going to be a big key tonight. Well, it is, and I also think Dame limiting the turnovers is going to be huge as well because he had I, – I, uh, what was the final number? He had five at one point in the game yesterday when I checked. I'll pull it up here. Uh, let's see. Dame had turnovers, six. He had six turnovers and had five turnovers. So your two starting guards had 11 turnovers in the game last night. You know that's not going to continue. Right. You, you know that Dame is not going to keep putting up six turnovers. You know Ant's not going to put up five-plus turnovers. That, I think, is purely just a we're new teammates or we're playing together for the first time in regards to Dame and Ant. And I think that will kind of flush itself out of the system once we get a couple of weeks into the season. But, yeah, I mean, if the Nuggets are struggling with it too, the Blazers have been forcing turnovers and playing active defense. Why not take a huge advantage out of that if you can limit the turnovers on your side for sure? Sure. And, look, we haven't seen the Blazers really get into a a great flow offensively yet, right? It it hasn't happened. And there are a number of reasons for that, right? We're still trying to figure out Dame and Ant together on the floor, you know, a a bunch of new pieces together. But right now they're, they're 25th in the NBA in offensive efficiency and fifth in defensive efficiency. It's been the other way around for so long. But tonight against Denver, Denver's a top 10 offensive team, but they're sitting right around 23-24 defensively. So maybe this is an opportunity tonight where the offense can can hit a flow. 
Yeah, I think it will eventually. It, it's just going to take a little bit of time. And we've seen little moments of it. It's just been disjointed. There's been the turnovers mucking it up, and there's been too many fouls a little bit early, earlier in the year, although they've kind of limited that the last two games, which has been good. But in the preseason, we saw a lot of that. There's just been a lot of stop and start, and it hasn't really allowed for a, a huge flow. Or it's been going so fast on the other side that sometimes the speed of the game, it, just, it, it kind of picks up to a point where both teams are just going way too fast and are making easy shots look hard. I think, again, that that's just going to be a style thing that Chauncey wants to play that way, and the players are going to figure out how to play that way without making the same mistakes and then getting into the flow of the offense. You know, uh, Michael Malone is preaching patience with the Nuggets. Yeah. And even though the Blazers are 3-0, I will still preach patience in terms of the offense because I think it'll look better, you know, just a month or so away. No, it's a really good point. We, we heard patience a lot in training camp and preseason. We heard, you know, we got to wait for this team to gel a lot in, in preseason and training camp because continuity in the NBA means so much. The Nuggets have had so much continuity over the years, but that's that's changed now, right? Because now they have, as you mentioned, Contavious Caldwell-Pope in the lineup. Uh, Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. basically didn't play last year, so they've got a lot of moving parts there as well. And you look at the, the next four games in this homestand, Miami, the second game in this homestand, the continuity there is is unbelievable. Houston has a ton of young pieces, and then Memphis has has struggled early on. So when we all thought that, this team was going to need to take some time to get it together. So far, that hasn't happened yet, but that doesn't mean early in the year that those struggles won't come. Well, yeah, I think it's more of a a matter of they do need time for it to come together, but they're also winning while they're doing it because their strength is their defense and their strength is their ability to muck it up right now. So, yeah, they're still going through it as well. All of these teams are. You mentioned the Heat. They haven't looked like the Heat yet this year either, nor have the Grizzlies. Um, so everyone's kind of figuring it out right now. There's no, let me be the Celtics. The Celtics have looked really, really, really good so far. Yeah, they have. Nobody, <laughs> nobody's really looked great outside of Boston so far in the NBA and give some credit to the Jazz. Sure. Every team is figuring it out right now. I think the fact that the Blazers bread and butter being defense and being kind of the grit that they're showing is allowing them to win these games while the other teams are still figuring it out at the same time. And that's huge. I'll give I'll give credit to Sean Hyken, who tweeted this the other day. He said that, remember, the Blazers' schedule gets much easier after the All-Star break. Yes. Getting every win you can now early in the year is going to be massive because this is the time to, to quote-unquote steal those wins because everyone's working through things at the same time. Sure, and you know, with that, if you can pick up a couple of wins like Phoenix, and it's interesting with Phoenix, the, the next road trip, the first two games are Phoenix, and then they don't play Phoenix again for the, for the rest of the year. So maybe get, get, getting all of the Phoenix games out of the way in the first 10 games might not be a bad thing. But you, you look at that, and we heard all these predictions, oh, what are the Blazers going to look like in the first 10, 15 games? It might be tough. We're three games in. We I don't know what's going to happen in the next 10, the next 7, the next 79, but so far so good, and the next 10 games aren't easy. I mean, Houston's a team that nobody expects to contend. Charlotte's a team that nobody expects to contend. But over the next 10 games, everybody else is a team that has some, some big-time aspirations, and a lot of those teams have championship aspirations. Yeah, I think what's interesting so far in the NBA this year, at least in the West, is from just keeping an eye on the box scores and watching highlights and watching what games I can, is it really feels more competitive than it has in recent years, even down to like the bottom, maybe up until the bottom couple of teams. So the teams that are going to be in spots 10, 11, and 12 in the West are going to be way more competitive than they ever have been. And I think we're going to see a lot. And then the Clippers have had a really slow start, too, considering their expectations uh, offensively. 
I think we're going to see so many teams within three to five games of each other from like the four or three seed all the way down to like the 10, 11 seed for a large portion of this early season because everyone just seems to be kind of playing these uber competitive close games in this first half. I, I, I feel like it's just kind of anybody's game at this point. Mike Lynch is our guest here on the Section 113 podcast. You can find him on Twitter at Mike Lynch 27. He is the new Trailblazers studio host. He will have pregame for you coming up at 6 o'clock tonight on all of the Trailblazers radio network stations and, of course, our flagship station, 620 a.m. in the Portland area. Then Michael Holton and myself will have the tip-off of the Blazers and Nuggets coming up at 7. Mike, thanks so much for the time, man. I'm, I'm really glad that you and I have the opportunity to work together again, and uh, we've got a long way to go, so buckle up. Oh, I'm, I'm glad that we do as well. It's been a ton of fun so far. I've already been buckled up, my friend. I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time in the Section 113 podcast.